0: My guest today uh, is Kansaner uh one of our contemporary artists uh, who is based in Johannesburg. Um, he has recently won the ABSA uh, Le Atelier, and he is currently having his studio. Um, and we're going to be talking about um, his life journey um, in into the arts, and uh, you know how his career has developed. Uh, Mr. Lamfu, welcome to Intraparadox.
1: Thank you, Promod. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I feel honoured. <laughs>
0: well, thanks for making yeah. uh, making the time to come through to Pretoria to have the conversation uh, about your life, uh, your life's journey. Um, I know that you're busy, uh, but it means a lot that you are able to at least find a space in your life to, you know, to share your, your life experience as an artist. Um, tell me, how has the response been um, to your current exhibition that is running, uh, Mensu? Uh, how how is, has the response been? No, it's
1: been amazing. It's quite an overwhelming response. eh? I I think, especially if I gauge it with where the exhibition took place as well, it's in a, it's in my studio, you know. So, and this is in the downtown, the CBD of Johannesburg. Yes. You can imagine, you know, how many people shy away from such spaces, you know, especially maybe the target market that I I have in mind. Mm. So not. Not really that familiar with the CBD, so now there's like the stereotype of 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 of, of, of of the place where you are situated. So I think you know beyond that, uh, it was amazing. You know, I met a whole lot of new people. You know, I've met. I think even new projects are coming up because Mm. of the show. So and sales as well, they they're constant. You know, they they they're quite good. So. I think overall and above, we we pulled off a good show. Uh, well, I'm glad and I'm happy to hear
0: that uh, there's been a positive response to the exhibition, and uh, it means now what you need to work on is to use the platforms that are available today to try and push, you know, the market that the people at least can can you know can invade downtown Johannesburg mm. and reclaim it uh, for themselves. And, uh, you know, I want us to talk a little bit about, um, you know, your beginnings, your origins. Um, Where were you born?
1: I was born in Mudimonde. Uh, This is in Limpopo. This is in Limpopo. Yes. So I was born in 1988. Yes. And I was born and bred there and I was raised in that same town, never left town until I was 18, so I did this one primary school and then i moved to to the high school in the same time uh, what was the name of that primary school that you went to so the first one where my mother used to teach well, Or your, <laughs> your your it's mom actually right across from my house you know? <laughs> it, it, so it, it was a, it, it, the stone
0: it's a they say um, a stone throw away yeah, sto- <laughs> yeah. from my home <laughs>
1: Yeah. No, it was that. So, uh, I started off there. It's called Dachbreak Primary. Dachbreak, Daybreak. Yeah, Dagbrek Primary School. Mm-hmm. did my grade one, grade two, and then I moved to town. Uh, what's the name of the school? Uh, English Primary School. So.
0: Is it war school? No, the war school
1: is the, is the high school.
0: Oh, that's the high school. Yeah. But, but then, you did africans in primary school as well? Yes, we
1: were taught you know the b- basic africans there. So yeah. I think I, I was taught of Afri- I can read africans I can speak africans Yes. I'm not that fluent but I mean I can really get by. You know? Yes. Yeah. So did my my grade 7 there and then moved to high school to a uh, world school. Uh nail school more school yes yes yes. and it was still you know africa still continued you know that. and i remember you know i think the big culture there was also sports as well they had a very good support for sports in the same school yes so but i mean my base language was english and then africans was my second language at school
0: yes yeah well at least you are you know bilingual trilingual you know you yeah. know at least more than three languages yeah. and and i think in in our country you know people do not realize that you know to be able to speak most of our languages um it's it's a blessing because then because you are able to communicate to you know to people of different
1: cultures the connection and the understanding yes the and, interest, and and, and when
0: important. you know a person's language as you say yeah. you can be conscious you know, you, you are able to tap into their mind because you can speak to them in their own language. True, true. And I think that was an
1: advantage. Yeah, yeah. I mean I'm Zonga mm. and I grew up in a spedi speaking area and obviously taught English and Africans at school. Meanwhile during school holidays or sometimes my the you know, my mother's side of the family they zulu So, uh, you know, most, uh, not most, the least of the time, but during holidays and stuff like that, then we'd be visiting Bumalanga, mm. they'd be visiting home. Yes. So now there's also Zulu in the family. You know? yes. So yeah, I think there's a couple of languages that I just grew up around and I just got to understand and learn them automatically.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's great. I mean, we will come to your studio situation in a moment. Yeah. But I'm sure that it has played a role when you finally had a student and you had some assistance in the studio, mm. you know, to be able to speak more than one language, it helps you know, to communicate across, you know, uh, different people. Okay. But we will come into that in a moment. Uh, your, your your high school experience at World School Nail Strong, um, you know, you just spoken uh, about the sports culture, uh, which they instilled in that high school, Yeah, was there an opportunity to do anything creative uh,
1: how do I put it there was the subject called arts and culture oh. and yeah it's it's within that one hour on a Friday I guess that you get to to be an artist <laughs> yes. and,
0: and, and and please tell me which years
1: were you in in high school from 2000 and oh I matriculated Two thousand seven, mm. and then dating five years downwards. Uh, two thousand and three. Yes. So from two two thousand and three until two thousand and seven, I was in high school. Yes. And yeah, and I think at that time,
0: art and culture, you know, was being, being
1: yeah, what introduced
0: being introduced into yeah. sco- into schools, man? Yeah,
1: yeah. So I mean, it, it was fun. It was one subject I used to have fun with, mm. and not everyone would take it serious. But I, w- one thing. Actually, I'd be jumping even to now and thinking about it. Then is that I think the more education the the learners got about it, the, the more interested they became in it. Because I think we were shown drama plays here, yeah, and then there was like taught about this one artist, Leonardo da Vinci or a Picasso, maybe. So then. Everyone would be clued up, and not that they would take serious interest in it, but now there, there was you know a conversation and a thinking around it now, and then especially when you're going to prepare for a drama play that you you'll be performing at the end of the quarter or something Yes. so uh, there was that and there were you know other learners that were quite excellent at it as well so I think I think that little March installed so much a lot you know it it wasn't too much exposure, and I don't know why or how, but the other on the other side, I, I was, you know, I grew up in sports, like I said, hmm. and so you I, love sports, big time. So I thought I'm gonna study, you know, sports science, sports yes. science. Yeah, after after matric, yes. that's how much I loved it. But anyway, yeah, I took over. Still telling you about. Uh, you know the, the your experience of arts and culture yes, and then the
0: transition indeed. for sure and the interest that was being generated uh-huh. now at high school when the subject was introduced yes
1: so i think it, it yes. was it was important to have that subject although we didn't have much of it i think i had so much fun when we had a drawing lesson you know draw draw this egg <laughs> there was always this dull 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 moments but they were the, the brightest for me you know yes. it was like ah where would this person want us to draw a box i can't draw a box <laughs> Okay, it's fine, I'll get my 10%, that's fine, you know, it's like students would not even try. Yeah. Come on, you can you can't do it, but I mean, then you become that weirdo alone in, the, in class. Yeah. But now, I, I had a friend, uh, Nelson Magama. Yes. so I grew up with a brother, Quite, we were very close, you know, we were too close because we both had the same interest out of everyone in the township, I guess, then there wasn't popularity uh, around arts, you know. Yes. So, I started playing basketball at a young. I started sports because I was asthmatic, and then I remember my mother said, "I actually heard on radio that you should, you know, be active, active in mm. order to mm. defeat this thing, uh, mm. this asthma." And the like, cool, oh. so at a young, at primary school, I started, you know, because I wouldn't run four hundred meters; yes. I would just burn out like that. I was, so now I had to force them go to training day to exercise with these bigger boys in the, in the fields. I was yeah. just doing exercises with them every day. And then later they just called me to the team, tried it out, started playing basketball. I was like, oh great, but I'm this youngest kid <laughs> <laughs> in the whole team, you know? And, <laughs> and uh, all the guys were taller they than me, They and they you on. they just, you and know, and play bigger. around bigger. Yeah, they're bigger <laughs> and they're fast, they're aggressive. You know, basketball <laughs> yeah. is like a very, yeah. Yeah, it's very high aggressive. contact sport. Yeah. So, <laughs> now you are there and then you're growing with them suddenly you like the main player in the team and stuff. but i didn't just do one sporting code i did a couple of them but yes. anyway in the reason i'm mentioning basketball is because that's why i met uh, this friend nelson I'm, oh i was in primary school at the time at the time mm-hmm. and then there's this guy's like but you play basketball he, he was a friend to him and myself so it's like you. There's this guy called us any routine. I was like, uh, yeah, well, I see that guy. It's like he draws us. And well. I mean,
0: now that you mention it, you know, all of a sudden. I can see his physique that, you know, he's shaped like a, bus, a, a yeah, basketball yeah, player. Yeah, he,
1: he was a ball player. <laughs> That's my friend. We <laughs> always so joke about it. Rowena, oh, oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, someone else who knew Nelson introduced the two of you to yes, each other.
1: Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. So, we just knew each other, but as basketball players uh, and stuff, and I mean, I'm, I'm very young. I'm probably 12. Yes. somewhere they live in. And, at the time yeah i'm playing with your 16 year old 17 so they, they're obviously bigger so now we we link up and at practice and he's like oh you love art yeah come come visit me and he was in the high school where my father was this is teaching. in
0: Mudimole. this
1: is all in Mudimole. this okay. is way before he matriculated when he was still in high school and i was in primary yes. so that's how we we met me and my friend and so we would do private classes together at his house. You know, I remember he, he used to live in this heated uh, small room back then, very humble. <laughs> <room>. <laughs> and then we would draw. You know, his he, mom would bring him drawing books, and my mother sometimes, because she was a primary school yeah, teacher, yeah. so there were these empty drawing pads. And sometimes, <laughs> no, I remember them. You remember,
0: you you know, uh, you know, some of us who grew up in a time when um you know the, uh, the previous regime used yeah. to give us stationery yeah i always looked forward to that long that long landscape like that? <laughs> blank book yes <laughs> i think it was i'm not sure whether it had an impala impala like something <laughs> running there yeah. yes that's
1: yes. so
0: so so you guys had an endless supply of those
1: we sort of did <laughs> we sort of did you know and we would fill them up with sketches mm. And you know, so now usually we'd like arrange maybe on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, then we go for a drawing session before practice. So, me after school, I'd fave through my homeworks. If I don't finish them, I'm like, I'm off to Nel. I'm going to visit Nelson with my little sketchy pad. Yeah. He lived probably maybe two kilometers away, it was a bit far. we jog there, yeah. get there, and then we just hoi water there or juice, yeah. whatever, whatever we have, and then. Sit on his bed and, and, then, and then you were. Yeah, and then you know, he would critique me a lot. And, yeah, now nah, this is skewed. And I would also, I started getting you know, a bit arrogant that now and I, I'm doing this this way. And <laughs> we started, it's my would, style. Yeah, and I would argue, you know, <laughs> but, but then we were friends. And, yes. Uh, yes. and I remember this one time we were off to practice, I think it was now in or something. And then I was in high school, and I was taking this thing serious because now there's arts and culture now in the yeah. high school. Yeah. And
0: this is in the early two thousand.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's say two thousand three, two thousand two, I don't know, two thousand four. Maybe. Uh, so now he he's off to to varsity, and he comes back. We still go to practice together and this one guy one time he's like uh so he owns a he owns a tavern and then we're walking down the street and he calls the two of us like yo
0: the tavern owner yeah the
1: tavern owner is chilling <laughs> there you know with his legs up on, on another chair underneath the trees like hey boys come here So <laughs> <laughs> we walk up to him and he's like you see i want to fill up this one i heard that you guys are artists you like art la, 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 la so you can draw i also love art actually you No, know? and let me show you what i did so i don't know if you remember these things that people would do with uh cement on the walls like make a crocodile oh yes yeah, some kind like of reliefs relief. yes yeah. yeah, like a relief but they like so untidy. so we're looking at this and said, no we can't be part of your project you know we're not going to do cement stuff anymore no. but anyway i think that the essential thing that i picked up about that is that actually many people did love art and they just didn't know if it's that serious or it's, it could be a career or whatever, but they had an interest, you know, without even hearing or being taught about it, it was just there. So anyway, that's that's one of the funny stories I remember happening. And then fast forwarding to when i matriculated now, you know, actually the one part that we are ends, looking at
0: 2008 and um, yeah i'm not yeah, mistaken yeah, yeah. Right? actually yeah.
1: before that there was a time where i used to attend uh drawing classes with this old man mr nizel so i would walk up mr nizel miss niza 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 n-i-z-a yeah and yeah. n-i-z-e-r i think okay N-I-Z-E-R. so I would also attend classes with him. I think I was in standard eight. How did you
0: enroll in his classes? I mean, you're talking about the time where you and and Nelson spent time Mm. uh, working together, perfecting Mm. your craft. Yes, yes. And then there's the episode of the man with reliefs who wanted you to be part of his project. (laughs) And then before we get to Mr. Niza, you know, the introduction to him,
1: you know, um, uh, who introduced the two of you to each other? So the funny story, because Mudimu is such a small town, this Mr. Niza's son was teaching at a primary school. And I used to draw at the back of my books and uh, test papers. There was just drawings and drawings and drawings. And then he liked it. But I mean, he would recommend me not to ruin my textbooks and all these things, because they just said doodles and all these things. Some were interesting. He was a drawer. He was a brilliant drawer, but he was a jewelry designer so he, he was good in sketching he was good in sketching but yes. then it's just a normal high school i mean primary school teacher i mm. was teaching life sciences and other subjects there mm. history or whatever and then he would be sitting at his desk doing a sketch and i'd it so interested he'd break time when he'd be smoking i was like sir can you pass me that sketch Yeah, sir, sir. you know so i, I was quite nervous I, I would make a little drawing to give to him mm. but, so uh, of course we lost contact uh, after i left uh, primary and then go to high school. The second son of that old man, Mr. Nizza, He's uh, the wife. The, he, his wife is uh, is teaching at uh, at a high at, school. At what school, at North school, North school? I'm doing biology, and she's teaching biology. So now I think at like standard seven, what uh, grade nine now, right? Yeah. At grade nine, uh, I'm. You drawing brilliant biological? Yeah, yeah. It's like well, <laughs> you know a sketch of a fly, or a butterfly, whatever. Yeah. So then I, I, I'd be drawing those, and then she's like, "You draw so well!" La 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 la. You know, my, my my husband's father is actually an artist. He's a known artist around town. Hmm. Oh, okay. Introduce me. And then, funny enough, the one is I, I meet, I meet the old man and I meet my, my your old, previous, yeah, yeah your my, previous my, teacher. primary school teacher there. And then, hey, then I I speak to him, then they wouldn't let me in because he had formal classes, so they wouldn't let me be part of those classes actually. So they said they were teaching it he, he would teach at this school from two until five maybe. And I don't know, somehow, probably they realized that I couldn't afford them or anything. Because I would give him twenty rand, uh, like a packet of cigarette. <laughs> 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 like, I, I thought, you know, they, they were just blocking me from seeing the grinders, sketching thing. Because yes. I'm clueless. I mean, I'm in Moudino. I've never seen an art gallery. Yes. I've not seen an exhibit. I've never heard the term exhibition. Yes. Like, uh, it's so I'm just doing this thing, but I'm too blinded. Oh, oh, but you have the enthusiasm. the enthusiasm. I have the this, enthusiasm. Yeah, the enthusiasm wanna, to learn. Yes, and yes, to perfect. Exactly, drawing. which I don't know where it's gonna take me. But yes, I don't even know how do you even present this. You know, is it even worth presenting? So, well, he teaches me at his son's coffee shop there in town. So from my house, school, I think on the first days I would walk down after after school I would immediately walk down to, to the coffee to, shop to the coffee shop there, meeting there at around two thirty or three o'clock, and then we just sit around one coffee table. And start sketching for an hour and then he leaves, and so that became I think it happened for a couple of months maybe three to five months. I don't know, mm-hmm. he got very ill and we lost contact anyway. So, th- this is now in high school, which didn't happen for long. And then, I ju- i mean, Nelson is also now gone, he's, in, he's matriculated, he's in his proof studio, so I'm alone with his drawing. Yes, he has left the limbo, yeah, he has left Limpopo. And they started to do well. And I remember in grade 11 when the career people came to. To your school? To my school. The, uh, the varsity students that helped choose careers in yes. and get the career counseling thing. And they. I mean, they were quite convincing, and I was convinced to do sports sciences. Because I was like, so can you, are you able to. Da, 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 when, whenever you study this thing, nobody asks about arts. So, But then I see it on the flyer that they had that there is a subject, uh, fine and applied arts.
0: And these people were, these career guidance people, were Mm -hmm. they from a specific institution?
1: I think the ones were from Tuan University, and then a week later we had others from University of Johannesburg. Mm. I'm not sure who else came. Mm. I'm not sure. I remember these two. I'm not sure. Maybe there might have been others. Yes. But anyway so it's there but i mean we're not interested and one day uh i'm in grade 11 and I, we need to apply then for actually
0: and those guys uh, they did not even converse uh, uh, the, art the visual, the, they visual they art don't
1: even know what or the arts in yes, general yes so i uh, almost do my own research and stuff and i was so convinced that okay it's fine i'm gonna i'm gonna apply for for the sports thing for the sports sciences and as i was doing that I, I delayed with my applications to be honest i delayed the cat telling me you need to submit to it you know but i never did it <laughs> until the last minute and the one open space it was arts and i was happy i was like i'm gonna do arts actually you know Yes. they're like no but you know we, we can call in and try it. i was like no and this is at your high school this is at my high school yes and then i just stood firm i was like no i don't want the sports thing i can play sports i'm a, my main player in the field so yeah. i don't need any you happening. were
0: still a, a, a basketball player at that time so I, I played for you codes.
1: I, I was i was hoping it, it yeah. depended with the season whatever okay. which season so in a year i'd have played all four sporting codes which is soccer tennis Um, basketball and basketball Yes. so some there were trials to trial for the provincials and for the nationals i remember with tennis that's why i ended you know at at the national trials i wanted to be (laughs) number one in south africa (laughs) at the age of 16 but yeah i think bad, bad logistics and it was just a bad management and i didn't get to compete in in the national trials yeah but yeah, only because we were sabotaged by, you know, you know how it Politics. Yeah, politics and intentions. Yeah,
0: and then it did not work out. It didn't work yeah. out.
1: Uh, volleyball, when I was doing my provincial, my mother's like, you're doing metric exams, you can't, you need to go study, cut that off, because that's the two that I went very far. Basketball, I didn't really go that far. But I just played for a long time as well, mm-hmm. and so was soccer. Uh, I just thought was too much, you know, competition in the, in terms of, you know, being recognized that of the 600 the soccer players in the township. So, tennis was. Well, anyway, sports didn't really work out for me. Yeah. So, then, would you
0: say, all these developments that have happened with yeah. regard to your sporting experiences. Mm. And I'm I'm speaking hypothetically here. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Would you say that they contributed to your, you know, your thinking towards wanting to do something different
1: at the end of the day? Big time, big time. Remember I think, you know, in sports it's a it's not just skill. You're lucky if you that skill for one, you know. And it, it, there's also this impulsiveness the whole time, you know, and there's, there's there's this competition as well, you know, it's like about how do I gain, how, how do I get through to the, to the other goalposts, and so I think the type of thinking is, is it's intense, it's intense, and, and then it, it allows you to now start strategizing differently, you know, to, because to be honest, as as an academia I wasn't that strong enough. I was very average, you know. I would get you sixty percent, and like there were kids that were excellent they were getting your nineties.
0: I'm I'm also an average person. But...
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, nah, I, I think you're excelling in your writing. <laughs> but yeah, so myself, yeah. I, I think you know it allowed me to to think differently. Yes. And because I always wanted to be number one, like in tennis, I think. The whole season i was just making everyone and i was like i'm going to you were the man yeah so it, <laughs> it, it was it was fun because i would practice hard yeah I, I would spend more time in, in in a tennis court or in a in a volleyball court or soccer field more than anywhere else i would be the guy that knocks off when it's dark and there's no lights.
0: so would you and, say you are driven by perfection
1: i think so i think so i don't even now when we're putting up this show guys are like this guy is is insane. I was like, but you can't leave this thing facing the door. Yes. Really. It's disrespectful to the outward. Yes. Make it. You know, take take time. This thing is gonna last forever and ever. So of course, be intentional about it. And then even when they kill you as the author, but you know the message will yes. will will prevail. So I think I, I aim that. Probably it's because of the hard hand I got from my mother when we were cleaning. She would look at the stove twice, minute, but you missed the spot. And There's the... still grease. Yeah, yeah. So. Your your pots your pots are crying. Exactly, yeah. You know, say like, oh, how disgusting is that? Yeah, you're mopping. Then look at that one corner that nobody looks. And it's like, but they're still dusty. And you said you cleaned this kitchen. Yeah, have, yeah. You, have
0: you have spooled the scruple? Yo, and You know, plum <laughs> mustn't
1: be brown at all. You know, it must look like a fatu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. There were those little things. But I, I, I probably I, I had that. I remember when I was young. It's one thing I keep referring to. I was, young very, somewhere in primary, and I was cleaning. I, I, I was cleaning soil. I took sand and put it in a jar, in a mayonnaise jar, and started washing it. And I, I, I got a beat. I got a beat down that day from from my dad because I wasted so much water without realizing. I'll go underneath the tap. Uh, fill. It's the, the jar is is half filled with uh scent, and yes. then the other half is space for water. Yes. So I keep shaking, and I was like, I wanna wash this scent until it's clean. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, what my next door neighbor, that lady, when she came, it's like, What are you doing? Look at this stream of water that you built running down from the tap. Yes. It's like no, I want. Uh, when my dad saw that, they. Beat me, <laughs> like, how dare you play with water? Yeah. So the following day, I still continued to try to you know be slick about my water thing, but until I got that soil clean actually, and I don't know after how many washes, but then the soil was dust free, and, yes. and it was just grains that were clean. Yeah. And I was like, but I did it, and now every time I would shake the jar, yes. there wouldn't be any residues remaining. And I think it's those stupid little experiments that actually were a building a building block to where i am now because i, I always enjoy you know the the making of art yes. know, more the process the the process and, and actually the amazingness of of what we are capable of because i keep saying that the imagination is, is is one thing, right? But the execution then is another as well. Of course. So I think I, I enjoy if, if it's, I don't know, the gods or God or whoever that, that, that's, or us working through our hands and realizing such a brilliant sculpture or when you make a drawing. Yes. And without you being present to make it, it will never be made. It, yes. it won't be there. So It won't exist. It won't exist. So now you always want to be in studio pushing boundaries and always challenging yourself what if people were flying you know what if you know we had you know i don't know four arms for real like you know so th- there's yes. so many many things that we, we're fortunate enough to be able to execute them and make them realize the next person could do them but then like how do i even get to meet a human? yes so i think
0: that, as an artist you're privileged yeah, to be able to create true to to
1: imitate reality to imitate reality and mm. even draw from many dis- different inspirations and combine them and make your own you, a new one out of something thing. unique something unique so uh, I think that that's really a, a wonderful process to, to to be in so I my, think all of yes. that you know with my growing up was the same thinking and until I left high school. And like I said about the applications, didn't go well, and thank goodness they didn't. And I've just landed on the on, on the what's this the, that they give this career guidance piece. Of, of course. So it's got many many options. So I was just scrolling down and I saw fine arts. I was like, but this, this is, is art, and this is what this I want. This is what I want. Actually, this is I what I want. Yes. Now uh, that was my immediate escape. I was like, this is it. I'm doing this because the sports and everything. I didn't even see this arts thing at all in the beginning <laughs> when I was meant to apply for the sports until when I was really, really on crunch time. And I was like, oh, When you oh, were pressurized. Yeah. To cubes. I was like, No, oh, this is it. It's actually the, the, there's an institution that teaches art out there. And great. I took it. Not that you know, my parents were angry, not not especially when. What was,
0: what was their response? I mean, thinking, you know, uh, fine arts, I mean, as uh, a career. To yeah. be an artist, you you know uh, and if this is not really a cultural thing, whether white or black, um the concern is always, will you be able um, to to afford yeah. you know a living yeah. True. through your art? What yeah. was the challenge with your parents when you <laughs> when you said to them, uh, "Well, finally, after being pressurized, yeah. this is what I want to study yeah
1: forgive me, you know? yeah <laughs> but I think they were okay they were they were easier than expected you know, mm-hmm. it's only that I think my dad wasn't as much because they're both uh, uh, is your, dad, is your he's also a teacher yeah dad. he was in a high school he's been a teacher for over 30 years. I mean he's retired now mm-hmm. you know? but yeah, so he's been a high school teacher and a very strict somebody, quite strict, you know. Even when you walk down the street, they're like, when are you dead, beat me up this uh, you know. So, uh, yeah, you, you also had one of those. And so they they were a bit open-minded coming from that point of view. Mm. But I, I don't think uh, my father was really, really up for it, you know. He, he would softly advise about other things as well and like consider this and that and that and well i got it but i was just too stubborn and my mother on the other hand she she's a baker you know she's is so she's like a fashion designer
0: so that. as much as she's a teacher but yeah. she also has a creative edge to Big her time Very you know whereas
1: whereas maybe uh your dad is He's more of an pre- analytic person informal pre- pre- person pre- yeah. He's, you know, exactly. He's, he's, he's an academic. He's more an academic, yeah. and he show you certificates from even apartheid as well as <laughs> Yeah. As well. Hey, well, congrats. <laughs> it, was, it was your time. It's now my time. <laughs> I'm 18. I so, thought.
0: so now you, 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 you know, they they let you study art.
1: They did, yeah. they did, and got to tut 2008, mm. and yeah, studied find find an applied arts. I remember trying out sculpture when I got there, which didn't work out for me. And a, par- a part of us is that you don't really know the pencils that well, so there is also that embarrassment of of holding a, a different pencil during sketch. There was like a specific pencil for sketching, like yeah. the six B's and, eight, yes. and like doing an HP. Yeah. And the lecturer you, you're
0: actually versatile because you can use one pencil
1: for everything yeah yeah he like i'm sorted to this one my day is made yeah so you get there and i remember that embarrassment of the lecturer walking up to me and the class is quiet so it's like a live drone yeah these things i knew to to me and, yes and i was like well this is what i chose and i'm enjoying it but it's it's also overwhelming to be in a class and you see students Big portfolio bags, they have these nice sketches, they're telling me about this and that. And then now we're doing this live drawing, there's like probably 20 of us in the class or more. Yes. And we're drawing, and the teacher walks up to you amongst everyone. And it just takes, it's like, it snatches the pencil out of my hand while I'm drawing. It's like, this, my friend, is not a drawing pencil. And it breaks it in front of everyone. You know? It's like, you must go find a it, 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 it it's suitable, pencil. yeah, and you know. we did put it down on the list, yeah. But as was like, a pencil is a pencil, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, but then that was embarrassing. Now, you, you just this is a moment
0: that stands out in your,
1: yeah, I think uh, in it, your... does, it doesn't escape my mind. <laughs> uh, I, I try to, I mean, I've forgiven it, and, and it, uh, even the lecturer, I, I still grew to love him because. Maybe it could have been a mistake that he made, because he was still a very nice person, mm. even after that, and we could even... You got see, along. Yeah, we got along, mm. and I was like, but you know, in my first year, where did you do that? She's like, mm. that's the one way you would have learned fast how to respect materials, you know? Yeah. And now, to me, it it really broke me, because now everyone is giggling in class, you know, they like, who's this clueless guy? But you? you're like, ah, I'm here for art. Now, you, you know, you don't have a say anymore. So all you do is now focus and now go back to that sporting mind mm. of now practicing hard on how would I beat three defenders alone? Yeah. How do I make it possible? So your sporting, your sp- your training in sport kicked in. Now. I think it kicked in because you know there's discipline in anger in sports. You know it, it's the temper and how you prove it. Mm. You don't prove. It. Sportsmanship is physical, but you don't throw punches to one another. Yes, you know? yes. It's the the only way to prove you're a, you're a, you're a better player is really by showing it in the field. By performing. By performing, yes, yes. So now I think that switched. Then that's how I knew that this thing is serious and. I, I'll not be this laughing stock in this foreign land, you know, in this foreign town now. Yeah, no and room. I mean,
0: you're in Pretoria, I mean, you're, you're removed now. from. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a big town now. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> you, you, you are isolated.
1: I'm isolated, you know. You can't get home and be a bit moody for a minute or two, and they like ask you what's wrong, or you know, you can easily drop your bag and run down to go play. It's, it's the routine is different. There isn't even sporting influence in in the campus. Yeah. so. It means it's just work, 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 life is changing. And then now you you are that guy, like in the very first days. And then there was a time, I remember, in, in that same first year. Cause in it's 2008. Been, 2008, yeah. Inductions on, and doing a presentations about who is your favorite artist. Yes. And. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, there were many of those that, they had a background of art, you know. It's just a few of us that have really, really those different.
0: who came from a privileged background of uh, having art yeah, in, as a subject yes, school, and not yes. art and culture,
1: by the way. Exactly, they had you know, arts, art. Arts. I yes. remember they were talking; they were mentioning these things, you know, these acrylics versus oils,
0: art that. movement, and yeah, so on.
1: And talking about uh, oh, I, I, that's what I wanted to get to about this presentation, where mm-hmm. they were like, "Who's your favorite artist?" and like people were mentioning uh, William Kentridge. Yeah who's this guy <laughs> <laughs> so you have no idea who. i'm is. clueless I, I i i you know I, I touched this guy next to me i was like oh man who's this? i also heard you talk about it <laughs> <laughs> Who's this man he's like oh dude come on you don't know it he, he didn't It didn't answer he's like oh yeah, come yeah. on you know so, oh, oh, anyway he
0: thinks you're being funny, Yeah, and you're serious, you yeah. don't know who exactly. is. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Now I woke up there, I remember arts and culture, I It's like, my favorite artist is Leonardo da Vinci, mm. and I'm like, why? It's because like, he painted Mona Lisa. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> mm. like, yeah, but it sound like you know, you know something, I mean, we were given, it was like a, a research thing, you, you didn't just speak out of, you know. Mm. It doesn't spontaneous, so we had a week to prepare about your favorite. Daughter. So I was like, Oh I know Davin someone such a level," and yeah. But I mean, I think those were the the those were the, the turnaround moments for me. It came too early, immediately when I got there. In first year, yeah. So and then I I just knew that now. I need to I need to drive myself towards this thing because I love it and I chose it and I know I told me to come back as a I told you so type of situation. Yeah. Although they were not direct when I left that now, nah. I, I, I just remember my father advising otherwise. Although he didn't refuse this one, you know, he wasn't that aggressive or arrogant about it. Mm-hmm. So. I was like, no, I'm not gonna fade at this. Already, this looks, you know, embarrassing. So yeah, I started sketching hard, you know. Started learning different. So you were, you were driven. I was driven, you know. So I, I just knew why I'm here at school. I mean, mm. on the other side is the financial, you know, issues, issues, yes. and like I'm not going home because mm-hmm. I chose this. I had to make it work myself, you know. Remember telling my moms that there was a point I had to sell cigarettes, you know. <laughs> I threw boxes of cigarettes in my bag every yeah, day. To be to, to be able to yeah, buy yeah. a loaf of bread. Yeah, oh. that, that was to stay afloat. Yeah. You know? And then the fees, you know, when I was getting kicked out at some at some point. At some point. Yeah. And then, you know. Ish, it, but you know what? Oh all did work out well at the end. It it, it was challenges that I think many of our students came can share, can can speak about so it's not you need to yes. so, and so, I think so with that it so was the, a these
0: two experiences, you know, which encourage you to fight for what you, you wanted, which mm-hmm. was um, an art qualification. And mm-hmm. I suppose this is mm-hmm. how you were thinking yes, of yes. it.
1: You wanna you, get your diploma degree then. Yes. Was there
0: any moment where um you were perhaps maybe in doubt that you will get this qualification
1: yeah a lot of times i think th- doubt has crept on me many times even recently you know? yes and i'm talking about even a year ago or so you know there were still moments and some, but how, am i really ready for this and particularly during the COVID, you know i think it shook us a lot that yeah. Did you really choose the right careers? It was all going on, but now it's really, really it's <laughs> hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So I think there were there were doubts, there were doubts many a times. And you have seen your fellow flatmates, you know, having a better time than you. You <laughs> know, they have more free time. They're like, no, we studied, we done. Hmm. Yeah, we can go hang out somewhere. You're now, busy with
0: like, the painting or you're busy until, with drawings for, for...
1: Until the sun rises, so yes. that was my thing. I remember in hmm. my first year, then we stayed with this other guy. he welcomed us to his friend. And we shared a room, there was four of us in that one room, there was the, the three of us as friends, and then this old guy, because he rented the other room to somebody else. Hmm. So they'd be the two of us on the floor and the two of them on the bed because the one of our friends is actually cousins with this old guy who works this way so they would do the bed and we'd be on the floor <laughs> <laughs> with me and my other friend but anyway um he didn't it didn't stay like that for long i think a few months he, he just changed he, he was getting uncomfortable so even then when we were together then i'd be doing this painting projects and school projects, because it just took the rest of my day. Practicals. Yeah, practicals the whole time, painting, trying to perfect it. And then this one time as I'm painting, now I started developing this habit of, no man, I can't sleep with the light on, we need to switch it off. So now it just got difficult for me. I was like, now where do I go, where do I paint at 1am, you know, Mm. everyone is asleep, it was becoming a habit that now everyone must sleep with the lights on. Mm-hmm. Now they're uncomfortable. I was like, no. I'll- and the
0: smell of paint also. Yeah, I suppose. yeah, yeah. The and
1: th- tap and times and, 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 and the- so forth. So then I would go to the kitchen to go paint in the in the kitchen just to complete my. I was like, now the kitchen is far from the room. Just put up an easel like, against the cupboards or something, and you know tape it down and try to paint again and yeah it also didn't, so I had to maneuver around that flat because it was tiny and I mean it was trying to accommodate us for the rent we could afford to pay yeah. so
0: so this is first year second year yeah first year
1: second year then we rented a flat together the three of friends and it was more it was just these three boys you know and it was it was easier it was easier than than the first year when there was this adult and who knows that it's, it's his yeah. place and he knows his rules. So yeah, exactly. it was, and I keep saying that, you know, all these guys, they actually came in a, in an intention to help. Not that they were there that they're going to sabotage me. It's just that so many things are now getting uncomfortable. Of them. course. Yeah, of I mean, course. They're not used to that. Me neither. I remember complaining that I don't sleep actually. My first my, my first two, three months, I was like, I'm not sleeping, and one day my mother started, uh, called me around 1am. She like, I'm dreaming about you, are you walking? I was like, yeah, I just left school now at one you know, and I'm alone in the streets. It's empty from, mm. from my campus all the way to my flat, and I'm picking up a, a, a call. I was like, Esha, I can't say, I can't, why? I, is, is it a group of... I was like, no, I'm actually alone with my friends sometimes, Sanev. Yes, so, of course. Yeah, Sunday Yeah, Sunday Yeah. So, sometimes then I would be with him, and other times, uh, or, or, or Picasso, Senegal, sometimes. Yeah. But most of the time, then I'm alone. I just felt that pressure alone to wanted to perfect my things. And it's really new training for me. It's no longer what we were doing with with Nelson or these those easy sketches. And then, you know, so there was now projects after projects.
0: What did you learn during this time when? You know, when creativity gets intense and you realize that you have no choice but withdraw from the rest of the pack, you know, and sort of um, shut your new way in terms of creativity, you know, what did you learn about yourself in that experience, in those moments where you were really week in, week out, mm. working on your projects, most of the time alone with your easel, you know, or, you know, at the printmaking studio? At campus, mm. what did you learn about yourself at that time?
1: Well, I think one of the things I knew is that I was I'm motivated and I, I'm really focused at this task. And when I believe in something that uh, it'll happen, it must first prove me wrong. I'll never listen to anybody, you know, as to then that, that's the one moment I become very stubborn. Yes. And I can tell you, uh, for me to arrive to this day, from then, the stories that I'm telling now to to this day, there's been so many brilliant advices, 2008 to 2021, 2021, yes, yes. there's been so many advices, maybe yet and there were opportunities, Yes, and I still found myself choosing to stay within this thing, because I was like, this must happen, and I see it and I believe it, and I just knew that it will happen. It was just difficult, you know. A few years, on the December, on the Christmas day, I found myself being unable to spend Christmas with film alone in studio. So broke, so broke I was. And this guy actually bought me basically I can run shoes, you know, and I had a of (laughs) bread. but I remember doing push-ups and my tears are just running down, (laughs) and I'm like, when you're doing your physical routine. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I'm just, no, I'm actually doing push-ups because I'm trying to kick out this frustration, you know, quickly, I try to hide it, because I'm alone in studio, and I'm like, I just committed to this big studio, what was I thinking, a year later, it's just showing me flames, you know, this is like 2017, maybe. And this is the studio where you are situated. Still, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've been there for six years now. So, and I was like, "What's going on? I can't, I can't move." And I've been asking family for the two hundred grand. Yeah, that, and I, it's enough, you know. So they're like, "Are you not just like, ah, no, I'm a bit busy." No, no, no. no, giving excuses because now it's you know it's gotten to the point where it's embarrassing. Mm. It's it's been happening for too long and you know, everyone gets it yeah. eventually. Yeah, eventually it was like, no, man, we can't give you that hundred bucks anymore. We can't, we can't, you know. But, you know, family is family. They still had my back, nonetheless. Yes. So, um, we were speaking about. Uh, the, the yeah, we're big... talking
0: about the time when now you, you, the work has become so intense yeah. that you've moved away from the pack, you know, from oh, friends. Yes. Although you still have friends, but most of the time you're spending. uh, Producing work, Mm, mm. and then you receive a
1: call from your mom. You're on your way um, to to the flat. Yes, yes. So I, I think I think it taught you know it actually made me realize how how stubborn I had become, believing in this vision, and how how I started convincing myself that it's my path alone. You know and i really had to sing this song to myself because i knew that i loved it and nobody felt the way i did and it's difficult when sitting somebody across and you can just see that they are truly about what i'm talking about and you feel it so much that taking on this task is important so just just let me be but again i think it, it showed me as well how how doubtful i can be yeah as like, a yeah, person yeah yeah you know many times i questioned myself many times I, I got so confused and you know tried to look for a job yeah i applied for this you know i tried being a teacher i tried <laughs> many things you know because you're trying all these opportunities just to escape the the fine arts because mm. it was irrelevant you know and you, you just see yourself in front of a canvas painting or doing this drawing project or trying i didn't do sculpture actually so
0: the at that time there was no connection to reality how can this become a reality you all that you were seeing you were seeing the difficulties you yeah. know of what you have you yeah. know gone into yeah,
1: yeah. I, but but again you you're in love with what you're doing you you embracing it but again like you're saying you know it's you you sort of lose perspective uh, perspective, uh, perspective, perspective with, yes. with 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 reality out there. Of course, because when you leave campus, you are thinking of a hardware to go pick up this shooter and you're going straight to the painter's shop to go pick up this paint, and yes. that's your routine. And mind you, you're walking around this whole CBD, and then you need to get your flat at a certain time so that you can get started. The guys come and yeah it's cool we have we eat or whatever we turn it is to cook on that day and then i remember when it was my cooking tense it was just a dreadful day because i was like i still need to spend another two hours on a pause you know and I would do these quick meals until they started complaining that like, you can't be having rice and tin fish all the time <laughs> was like oh when well, I'm done cooking, can I you don't mind, can I just lock myself in there? And, I want to work. Um, yeah, yeah. So now yeah, it became a big joke, but my I think both my friends, uh Tokolo and and, and Homozo, they They understood. They they got it and they were they were supportive and again there there were many other guys you know friends as well uh, that we met along my my very close cousin lebo and i think my my later two years then i i spent it with them but the first two i was sharing flats with the the, the my high school yeah. yeah so uh, they, they they understood and sometimes you know, they would get beers and just <laughs> And chill. Chill chill around me while I paint. They wouldn't go as like ah, no no we're gonna sit with you. <laughs> what do you need? Let me paint let me paint the last corner for you. <laughs> The day you become famous, <laughs> you must point the bedcorn and say that one stroke <laughs> is. So now they getting interest in the end. We would go. Sometimes we'd be picking up beds with them because I stretched my own canvases. Yes. And canvas was a bit expensive to. So you stretch your own. Uh, stretch my own. I would rather save up a little for the next two months. Like save up. Uh, you know fifty run or underprint under underground until you you can afford a five hundred pound canvas home hmm. so then you can uh, stretch a couple of canvases hmm. and then the wooden back parts of the canvas the the stretchers uh, it's abundant beds around the city yeah you
0: you you will create them yourself yeah
1: yeah no we we, we would pick up these beds man, and i remember. Around eight, nine. Like, now it's still recycling. Not... Yeah, I of it. Yeah, yeah but I mean, hey, I took care of, yeah. <laughs> of the economy. <laughs> so yeah, my, it, it was a thing that sometimes around eight or nine. I'm like, ah, guys, now the city is a bit quiet. Yeah, you know, nobody's gonna laugh at us for getting this broken <laughs> bed, you know. And then like, I can say, because some of them were clean and properly dressed. Now they're carrying mm. this ragged thing. But they helped, you know, they helped, yes. carrying canvases and then somewhere, somewhere I could afford to buy.
0: And now tell me, um, how did you now begin to be comfortable, you know, in your in your art practice as still a student uh, with TUT? You know, I know that you've majored in printmaking, mm. uh, but I'm more particularly interested in when did you become comfortable now, knowing that You know, I know at about nine or eight, I'll go out, you know, to look for old, uh, discarded beds, you know, to get them, you know, the frames of them, to stretch my canvases. And then I'll come back, I will paint, and then I will do the quick meals in the evening for the guys. You know, when everything now fell into a routine and you were comfortable, you knew that you have your presentations of the projects that you were doing, um, when did you become comfortable second year or third year? I think
1: probably in my second year, maybe it was uh, yeah i was I was getting that comfort because mm. when you look around there's that like now many of you that are like living this thing, so you can easily share it as a joke yes you know it wasn't it wasn't sad stories actually it was like funny things to laugh about yeah, because you like have to look at us. We'd rather laugh it off than trying to feel sorry for ourselves. Because yeah. we only have ourselves to to save ourselves, yeah. you know. So um, I think in my third year was really comfortable. I think I was. I just knew that I'm doing this thing. I, I just I just gave I just gave in. Now, now, now I think even my 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 spirit had settled that I'm gonna make fine arts, and this is. Uh, this is my life. Yes. Unfortunately, I haven't tasted reality.
0: At that time, yeah, yeah.
1: At that time, it was still going to change even after this. Yes. But and then I think at that time I was I was ready yeah. and ready to, to take over the world. And I think the response is even in class. You know, maybe being one of the top two or top three in in certain projects, it just validated really that I can do this. You thing. can do it. Yeah, 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 and. Uh,
0: Obviously, you did your second year and your third year. Uh, what, what made you choose printmaking as your, um, as your specialization?
1: Well, there were two, to be honest, I didn't know what printmaking was. And then I chose a subject called textile designs. And then when I got in there, I think the first few weeks, I just saw that no ways this is noisy. not you. They were making these ovals in different. I was like, we are making patterns. We are not, we are not punching a drawing. Something. <laughs> you know, so the uh, textile design has like a different discipline, and mm. uh, in 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 its own respective field, I, I I get it, but it wasn't for me at all. So, and then I was like, uh, well what else do I do? Let me go to printmaking. I got in the lecturer, Andreas Schoenfeld then. He like, nah, 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 I can't take it. He, he was just automatically angry, but yes. he was a nice guy. Yes, so, Andreas. Andreas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, yeah, like, I was need, like, I need to change. But you appreciated
0: his, his strictness, I suppose.
1: Well, we, we, we we had a we had a journey where he actually once I don't know how ex- what got him that excited and he's like, You actually are my favorite student and I really want the best for you. Yes. And then he just tapped me on the back and walked past the door. And I was like, okay. Did was he like, really say he say, say this that to me? Aggressive man say this to me, you know? <laughs> and I was like, No, so he, he did, he contributed. I think, you know, with people that to cross paths, it's it's quite it's been my philosophy for a long time that look at what they can bring in, in your life and appreciate over, to be part of, of the Pretoria Museum journey as well. Yes. Appreciate being part of Andreas and actually yes. being humble about it so that they can open up, you know, they can open up and show you more and actually make you realize you find some days this guy is actually printed images from the end, or it's brought you a special book to page through and show you what other things are out there it mm-hmm. becomes stricter with you like i know i can draw and can and yeah in the class i'm probably in the top three top five you know there's other brilliant students but i'm gonna pass. so we're doing it for marks but now you find this lecture is like yeah well what is this you know now it's just when you think you know your chest is up, it picks up your ones like I don't want lazy people like yes this, this will not no, like, oh, it's I not see. gonna cut it yeah it's like this guy I on on Tech show because of andreas i i I worked so my final year remember on your fourth year all these projects from June to December you're actually working towards the final exhibition yes. that final evaluation yes uh and then you graduate from them. That's where they mark you. And that's where they mark all your practicals. On.
0: And we're now talking about 2012.
1: 2011. 2011 to going to 2012. Yes, now. yes. So in that year, actually, I'm jumping because you asked about Andreas. Yes. And he was my printmaking lecturer. And yeah, I, I, I had cut the, the journey of getting into printmaking, but it was through leaving textiles in, into that. And as I practiced, I just found it more interesting, So, like, oh, so this is how this thing works. Actually, this is how they even print t-shirts, and da 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 So, and then the rules were fascinating, you know, that this is clean count, la I liked it. Yeah. it. It was good, and etching, and the process of getting into the final stages of etching, you know, it was new. I, I, I love, I love challenge, I, I love. I just love facing the t- difficult defenders, like, I'm the one to beat this guy, you know, so I think I, I loved it, I enjoyed I enjoyed the, the challenges that come with pre-making and all that. So, great, now, uh, jumping back to my 2011 11. year, to, to my final year, there, and now we're working the whole year, and my projects are all over the place. I don't think I had found a voice, per se. It took me years, you know, to to really find to, find
0: to find yourself.
1: Yeah, to to define to have this one identity, and anyone can easily pinpoint that that's a concern. It doesn't get lost amongst many others, you know. So to have that one thing that marks you differently, we could do we could all do the same thing, but that will belong to Muki, mm. and that one will be a concern even if they asked the both of us to draw this one common face. Yes. You would always tell that it's drawn by who. So uh, I think so that whole year, it's just making, you know, beautiful drawings, nice sketches. Draw an apple and it looks more graphic. Uh draw this, there are a figure here and this and it landscape. But then I remember when we were nearing the final evaluation. So we had two evaluations. <coughs> the first one was right at the end of 2011 yes. and then in February 2012 is going to be the graduation and the final evaluation like an exhibition so that's going to be an exhibition of the works that we, we've been making. Yeah. So then now I think at end of November that's where you have a final evalu- uh, your final evaluation for, for the year. Yeah. So it's like uh, well you know you know you got a an average mark, it doesn't it doesn't tell me, because now the results are not reduced, right? So this lecturer actually lies to me on my final year, it's like <laughs> you got a very average mark as a printmaker and look at how excellent you were all these years, you know? And he's like... It was like, the Yeah, on a serious face, this man, I can't believe. So it's like, nah, dude, you know, you didn't do your best, I think. You know, you could push for a distinction if you. I'm i'm disappointed. I took so much time with you. Nah, nah, nah. I was like, oh, sorry, man. I did my best. So, I'll tell you, leaves it for a day or two because now it's like the schools are closed because we're no longer going to school anymore. Now we're just waiting for. Are it. you
0: not suffering sleepless nights at that time?
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. But I was like, but I put so much. <laughs> this meant to tell me that I was too average. Even the guys that were lacking are actually better. It's, yeah. The thing comes back and me that like, it can't be me. <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't know, my friend. I don't know. Sorry, I'm disappointed. He drives off. And then we go back to go clean up the printmaking station tomorrow. He talks to me, he's okay, like, you know, I don't know. I, I was thinking, he's advising me then. He's like, you know, I was thinking maybe there's these three portraits for me do you see what you did, destroying this plate and nothing. like. You have this thing, this unique tech I don't know why you shared, why did you change style so much? It's like you're confused with your with your exhibition. You know. Uh, your stick, final presentation. Yeah, yeah, and come on, you know. So even your third years are doing much better. Stick to these things and maybe try, I'll arrange to, of course I'm here, yeah, I'm not trying, I'll, I'll arrange to, for the studio to open for you during this December, January period, so you can start producing new prints. And I hope it's an opportunity because now that's the final, that's the grander one. Like, are you serious? Like, yeah. So we put everything aside and I produced a whole new body of work in December and January alone. I produced a whole new portfolio, and it was amazing. You know, it was blown. It was just was
0: this some of the works that you did with a different ink, um, with a reddish ink color. I remember there was a time where you you dabbled in a different
1: um oh color yes pink. when i was doing like this color uh what they call the technique th- th- those were produced in in a space of a month in a space of two months actually because i still had genoa read, uh, towards its end before they could frame some of the works. Mm. He even bought a piece they called so then then i think my mind was just—I didn't go home again for the December. All students are gone. I'm here in an empty town. You know how <laughs> December is in yes. here, right? It gets it's quiet. More, it gets more quiet. So I'm here going to class. I'm—I'm I'm in my printing studio, producing scratching prints. There and we, we just—I'm just working. I'm alone most of the time. It's just me working, preparing paper, dipping paper, registrations, and preparing another. Wash my ink. You no. Know, I have this studio and I'm just doing and I'm producing. Now I make this series of like I think twelve pieces, I think thing. Proper register, clean everything, you know. Edges were nice and mm. loved it. The colour these colour things, you know, now I started laying colours. Now yeah. I was just going, you know. For the first time I started getting a feeling of practicing in the studio and as like Unrestricted. Unrestricted. Now, it's not like you have five minutes because the next guy must come in the next five and and so on. So, there I am producing, and then it worked out, and then, yeah, I got my distinctions for my BTEC, and that's how I left TUT. Congratulations. Thank you, (laughs) sir. Sure. Yeah, so you you,
0: you leave TUT. Uh, on a on a louder, resounding note.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I think it shocked everyone when we came back. They're like, "What is what? When?" I was like, "Now, now, <laughs> yeah. now, during Christmas. <laughs> this is me. This is what happened." Because I think you know, the, the, this passion. Sometimes we we like playing around with, with, with the term, but it actually shows itself I- even in very uncomfortable situations. That's when it comes out. Yeah. Because no, no it's no longer a, a duty to fulfill. Now it's. You go in the extra mile to make it, uh, to make it happen. So I think that, that that's when it shows. That's that's when it thrives. It prevails. So yeah, I think living TVT, 2011, The lady that worked. The, the, remember, we had a stationery shop. Yes. Uh, Achinese. Mm. And then, so I worked at the stationery shop. At Achinese. Yes. Yeah, at Achinese, mm. which is in Hatfield. So I worked there for half of the year, uh, yeah, twenty twelve. This is when <clears throat> now living varsity, and you're like, oh, wh- what happened to those distinctions and those eighty percent I was getting in practical? Like you don't even know where to turn. You this? It's like, oh, the varsity life is done. Hmm. And yeah, then you worked at Achinese. I worked at Achinese for, <clears throat> for half of that year. Yeah, right? probably the first five months or so. Hmm. I don't know. I can't remember clearly, and I was called uh, at the Department for Sports and Culture in that same year. I think I started in July.
0: You were based in
1: Johannesburg or in Pretoria? I was in Pretoria. <laughs> I was still in Pretoria, I was travelling every day to to Joburg, but I only travelled for, I think a month and a half, and then I found a back room somewhere in Soweto. I do not know Soweto moving to the strangest place. <coughs> this person is taking me there. And then, yeah, I had to... I started living there, moved in a back room, and... In which area in Soweto? I was in Midlands. I was in Zone 8. Okay. And the funny, the most funniest thing that happened is that my relative is on the same street, almost a similar house number. So my dad is like, but you know, you know Uncle so-and-so. I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. He was like, He also lives in Soweto. Where exactly about? I was like in Midlands. Where in Midlands? Zone 8. What's the house number? So and so. Uh, 163 or something. And he's like, But that's your uncle's. Are you He's like, No, come on. His is 263. But we're just living down the street. I didn't know. Because now I was taken by a colleague where I worked. And he's like, No, there's this lady who has a back room. Mm So, then it became a now I found family, now it became a routine that sometimes I'd go visit them, sometimes on a Sunday go watch a soccer match with them, come back. Now you're living in this tiny, room. tiny room, your bed and your fridge must fit in there. And I'm in government for the next seven months, I think I had signed in in January so in government it was it was cool, it's fun, but it's got its own energy that I I couldn't connect to, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't survive. I couldn't being, uh,
0: being being a civil servant. You I oh, know
1: yeah, yeah. it, 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 it i think it proved it because I was like, ooh, finally out of out of this starvation you're heart. I'm yeah. done with this hunger. <laughs> and, and
0: and during that time when you were working for the department, you know, um, what happened to your creative drive, your, your creative spirit, during that six to seven months?
1: Oh, it's you know, it's like they're squeezing something inside of you to a point where you drag your feet waking up to go to work every mm. day. So it's like it just keeps pressing it down and down, and you, you can't take it anymore. I think seven months was a very long time for me, in the, but where else would I? I have went even. You know, I wasn't gonna leave a job because it's not uh, fine arts related, but I was in the sports arts and culture department. And you must have been
0: excited. I mean, when you got the job, yeah, it was great. Thinking we were, we were that preparing you preparing for
1: a mm. carnival. So now you see other things. Actually, that's the other side that, that I'm grateful I went. of
0: the art business. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah coming from a government side, so now. I mustn't down talk this because it was it was a beautiful experience to see people making these large puppets. Mind you, I'm not a sculptor. I just qualified as a printmaker and a painter, I guess. Yes. Now I'm seeing these guys, they're making these big uh, puppets, some are uh, making stills for walking. Mm. They're preparing for a carnival, this parade that's gonna happen around Hauden, mm. um, around Johannesburg. Yes. So <laughs> now they're making these immaculate costumes. I was like so I'm I'm there's a government official well as an intern. And driving around with these uh, with my team there and we are going to these hubs and seeing what these guys are, are, are up to because they're working towards a carnival deadline.
0: So your work was to monitor the preparation towards yes, the yes, carnival.
1: Exactly, and I, I mean, I just got there and. What saw, was the name
0: of the carnival?
1: Balearona, what? Carnival. I I forgot. Strange. But, but 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 your or
0: introduction or Haunting your how then carnival or something. Yes yes. Yeah. But then your introduction or your reintroduction uh, to to 3D form of art was stimulated
1: by this experience of seeing the these guys preparing. Yes yes. And my my perfection itself. I'm new. I'm this young person in government. There's this old you know cats in there and they they've been doing this thing for a while so my opinion is like hi hey, chief, chief no man. this is how we work okay w- when you want to give your yeah, own yeah. opinion like, you know these things i think you could you know, do this yeah you could just seal them better i mean mm. this is but ah anyway and quite quite a nice team i think you know we grew alike in each other mm. with that team so now we and the carnival is versatile, there's like this DJ battles that mm. they do competition because they want to sport their best DJ mm. and put him on on board, I guess. And then the same with uh, the, the costume people and la-la-la-la. Mm. So I got exposed to those things in a very short space of time. I got there and they were almost uh, getting ready for the carnival. So now, they I like, can it tomorrow we're driving to Soweto. I was like, oh, what's going on? So in Soweto, we're gonna go see the same structures. Let's see how far they are, cause we only have a month remaining with them. And then next, you know, so I get in there and yeah, my my boss was very cool. And as I can say, I know you you'll handle this. I just can see it, and we did it. You know, we I got to learn and see how what other craft is out. I mean, art form is out there besides my formal type of. Uh, fine arts, this, the arts that I was taught in, in school, you know? yes. so it's no longer printmaking and painting, it's people making stuff, they're making actual puppets that are going to be parading on the street. This is an
0: interception of, of creativity and, uh, and the public. Uh-huh. You know that creativity now yes. is going to be presented to the public, and yes, the public yes. will interact with this. Yes, you yes, know uh, yes. with this event for sure, yeah, where these puppets, uh, mm. you know, are going to be paraded and so mm. on.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah. So it, it, it was a beautiful, it, it was an amazing experience, you know, and the carnival ended and then the real office life started began (laughs) administration i was like wow what is that hype you know administration administration now i'm on front of a computer (laughs) jotting down names and hundreds of names of participants and invoices i I cannot cope with this i don't think i can do this and my boss would even fight me for how i'm dressed and all that but yeah anyway I think that's where I was like, no, I can't do this thing. So fortunately, there's yes. a guy, Louis Olifield, moving to twenty beginning of twenty thirteen. He calls me. He's like, uh I've been looking for your numbers, uh, Louis, Louis, Louis." And there's like, "No, Louis, he's like, oh yes, I remember you because I, I actually worked. We, we did a workshop with Ifale. Yes, when I was still in varsity. Some holidays I wouldn't go home. I would rather go do the sculpture workshops with him." So, I spent like a week or two with, with this guy. There was Louis Oliphier. With Louis Oliphier yeah, when I was mm. doing my second year. So, there was this short holiday. I think I spent that week because of, and it was Cypher guy that introduced me to the community. Mm. I was like, yo, these things are painting. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to give it a try. Mm. Oh, why not? I mean, I don't study sculpture anyway. Uh, we were not thinking with my lecture in sculpture. <laughs> my first few days in sculpture was, uh, were not nice. Yeah, were not nice. So I was like, nah, I'm going to leave the subject out anyway. I'm not interested. Mm. So,
0: But now you get reintroduced to sculpture. Yes. Via louis Olivier. louis Olivier. For mm. that one week. Mm. I
1: think it was a week or two. Man. I, I, don't, I don't recall properly. Because I remember I didn't finish. I think it might have been longer. Or, but I had to go home. Because I remember they were phoning me the other day asking if they can demold my sculpture and i was like yeah go ahead and they're like yo your sculpture actually came out well it's one of the nicest but it's my very 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 first time making a figure making a figure yeah. in standing out of clay and then going through the process of making a mold i didn't even get to see that molding thing because i needed to rush home so took texas to the and they finished off everything so i just remember sculpting this little like a 20 centimeter tall figure Mm. and that was it and so i think louis kept this little figure in mind until 20 so this is 2009 when i'm having workshops 2013 he called me was like you remember me we we did this i was like yeah i remember you Uh, i think that sculpture was great although you didn't get the chance to finish it off i think you have a touch for sculptures Mm, what what what's this? It's like well we just opened a, a bronze foundry in 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 Johannesburg and I just need guys, you know, I need hands. Maybe it could be an opportunity for you to come work there and see us. Yes. And then with immediate effect I resigned from government. I resigned from the department. I said, like, guys I got this opportunity which was paying Lesser, <laughs> lesser than what I got yes. in government, and then I told my father again. He's like, i you sure you can't? You know, think think of your retirement. Think of think of the future. Part. Yeah, think think better. Yeah. Like, what, what are you doing? Think about the future. Like, I'm going. Me, I'm going there. <laughs> yes. And and yeah. So fortunately, it wasn't even too far from my workspace. Yes. So yeah, I, I moved. I moved there. I mean, I started working at the Bronze Foundry the following month Yes And until 2016 Hmm. I resigned uh, I think March 2016 And that's when I took on uh, Full-time The full-time artist career Yes And uh, I think the Foundry now That's where we were scouting a lot That's where we were we were exposed to many artists. I finally got to meet the William Kentridge in person. <laughs> I finally got to work with him. the person
0: that the person that you you heard of. Yeah, um, and when I asked, and yes. yeah, I,
1: I was even given an answer. So, but I mean, yeah, I just knew from him during the books and even some lectures the intensity. And then finally, I get to meet this guy because he's associated with the foundry thing. And then he's doing his bronze sculptures thing so there were moments where i'd be at his studio and helping him finishing off some certain sculptures so i started working closely to with the old man a brilliant mind and amazing and an amazing you know thinker in terms of the process of how he gets to things it plays around quite beautifully and it works and and other artists as well got got exposed to them you know your Nandi palm dumbbells as well made the sculptures with her as well these big bronze sculptures so i had to make those and then obviously my responsibility at the foundry then was actually to this what they call correcting the wax after a sculpture has been demolded and then it's it get cast in, in a wax for in order in preparation to be cast in bronze. It's just a lengthy process that yes. I'm not explained now. But uh, during that process there's a wax process where the actual sculpture is in, in, in wax. So now my responsibility was to fix that wax sculpture so that the bronze sculpture will look precisely like what I've done then. So the only time you can get a bronze sculpture is that your wax sculpture must be on point. Mm. Must be proper. So I was in that department of fixing many mistakes. Sometimes as you as you demo the sculpture in wax, I, I mean, after casting a sculpture in wax, when, when you open it up, it's missing a finger, the wax has cooled down, or there's air traps, mm. or part of the eye is not, you know, there's like many missing yeah. things. Or sometimes the wax was too hot mm. and it melted everything down. And then now, part of so now you're fixing many of these defects, the details, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now it means a person that will scout a finger because you need to know how to scout. So I was there correcting tiny little mistakes and it grew to bigger ones. And I think eventually, my boss then they, Louis, Louis all yeah. yeah. So I, I remember I made these as I was like, nah, I'm tired of this, no, I just I, I want to do it on my own. Yes. So I started scouting. I would do night shifts. When I knock off six o'clock, when I get home, uh, I would. There was time I think for I think a year or more, just above a year. I started living a different uh, routine now, where after work I need to go home and eat quickly, and try to force myself to fall asleep. You know, so at seven o'clock or seven thirty at least. I must be sleeping and then, so that I can get up at 2, start working at 5, 6, take a shower, a bath, go to work. One at lunch At lunch, I had the routine again and guys were like, what are you doing? Because, you know, the founder is demanding. And most of the time you're working all the time so you at the bronze foundry. Mm-hmm. So you knock off There are also deadlines, I suppose. Deadlines. <laughs> this person will tell you that my show is opening in this date, and I still don't have sculptures. I must be shipping them to this gallery and then, you know, and so now you, you are always pushing hard then. So you find yourself knocking off at eight. When I had my eight o'clock, I would also sleep, but have to get up maybe at three, or something like that. Mm. So I would change routines to accommodate my personal practice. Because the only time I had, I really had to produce was in the AMs, and no other than that. So it's either, I would, you know, there was a season where I would time my, my, my days, but where I would come immediately from the phone. If I knock off at five, sometimes I would push until 9-10 at night but it wouldn't work because I'm already tired so I prefer sleeping than do the AM <laughs> so yeah my four hour five hour timing would do it from lunch time I had to eat for like five or ten minutes sometimes when I'm working on something that I feel it as a deadline then that month probably doing this quick eat and go sit at a chair somewhere in a corner Yes. and sleep most of my lunch. So my lunch I would use it for catching up with sleep. And yeah, I think that was the routine. And then when you saw the heads that I've been working, I was sculpting these heads at the time. When you saw them on my phone, I was like... Hey. These,
0: were, these were those initial pieces that you did, your own work, yes. by the way. Yeah, yeah.
1: Those were my very, very first sculptures that I did, actually, that I can that were exhibition-ready. It was my very, very first pieces. And then I was showing a colleague at work, and I was like, look, I'm sculpting. On my. Way. Look at my sculptures. Actually, he like, oh, it's so cool, you know? And then mm. he walks behind us, got angry a bit that we were on our cell phones during work. But mm. he, uh, when he saw what's on the phone, he was like, just called me private. He was like, you can actually sculpt. Actually, you know, Nandi Pamtan was looking for this. Uh, I, mean, I think you can do it. I was like, Well, I've never sculpted a life size. She's looking for like a two point four meter tall sculpture. Which must be made in a week. You know? I was like, No, like you can't do it. So I kept refusing you know? and it came again, it's like, No Listen, I trust you 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 do this thing. Yes. So it was my very first opportunity to go sculpt on, on that level. So now I go in, there's two sculptures, there's one laying down, and there's one standing upright, and then we have two links. Those two must be done. So what did you get
0: as as examples of what you needed to, to produce? What did you get from uh, Nandipa?
1: Well, it was, it was difficult. <laughs> there was a time that was really sharp because of, you know, the frustration and deadline. But, uh, I don't know are you asking in terms of references that, yeah
0: in terms of the references of what you need to produce oh so you we know. were using her yeah oh, okay. and there
1: was a little maquette that she she's made so it's like i just want to upscale this to their size and you can work on that and most of the time she had to be present because i needed to look at the toes and i needed to look at this and that and i would take many pictures as possible so I think I worked with her mostly, I mean, sometimes she's not available, I would try to look at photos, but the trick, I mean the challenge is that every minute counts. You are, even today I've never made such a sculpture in that time, and I don't think I ever will, I don't, I don't it, like was a, it, it was a crazy schedule. Yeah, it was a crazy schedule, and I'm desperate to seize this opportunity and prove myself now. Because I was scared, but as I get out of it. You know you are sculpting late nights uh, at home and you now here it is and just do it now i'm there i'm just sculpting so to a point where I, I lost perception of time i would go to work at 10 in the morning i wake up i'm dizzy and but it was all worth it at the end now i, I got to see that oh i can do such a big sculpture
0: when it was finally finished when it
1: was finally finished now it's standing there and I'm, you know you're studying how the f- the nose is, and when you smile or when you wink, how your cheeks behave, and all that, so now you're there doing this, but in no time, so it wasn't like an art class where you have a month to be crafting this thing, and you're moving to the next level every time you come, it wasn't that. it was like, just do it, and I've never, I've never done it, I've never made ends, and I've never made this big thing, so I did those two, and I think it was impressive, and there was this national heritage project thing happening then. Mm. So Louis is like, "Ah, oh, well, you know what? After you did that, maybe we could try this thing out." Because I remember when he was still doing this national heritage uh, projects anyway. But sometimes when he's gone, I would sneak up in the studio and try to fix a couple of things that bothered me about this thing. Mm-hmm. I did say. You sculpted on this thing, I was like, yeah, I just added socks because the foot was just like a piece of, you know, log <laughs> <Yeah>. going down, <laughs> like, no, I just was like, "Oh, this is interesting. So next time when you just don't do it that much, you know, so started exchanging uh, ideas Ideas. And yeah. And I think from there, when I was introduced to my uh, first Nation, national heritage project, I had to do a guy called Basil de Oliveira. Mm. And this is, like, the beginning of 2016. So we go there, we go to their offices. They give me a, a, a challenge to, like, make this cricketer on, on this size. And my cat was, like, 40 centimeters tall. Mm. Made that sculpture. They approved it immediately. they like, we're going to do a big one right now. We're going to put it in public display. I was like, okay, great. This is progressing very fast. Yes. So, yeah, that happened. And then when I got that first commission, I resigned. As I with this money, I think I want
0: to I wanna set myself up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't much. <laughs> it wasn't much. <laughs> but, but it was, it was, was so worth
0: much. investing exactly. time exactly. Yes. and energy into it. For to, sure. To do something for yourself. That's so true. I think mm. for the next
1: three months, I knew that I'd be covered if I had paid rent for the next three months. Yes. And get one or two, three things for the studio. Then I'd be sorted. And then three months from now, I'll just, I'll sort myself out. Yes. So I resigned and I started off my, my studio from 2016, and that's mm-hmm. where I think I started just moving at, uh, at a different pace, just just producing. You know? Yes. Yeah, cool.
0: Now, we have spoken about um, about three periods. We spoke about the period when you were growing up in Mudimunle and you were introduced to art uh, via being... Re- by being acquainted with uh, with Nelson, mm-hmm. and then um, there was the high school years um, that followed after your primary schooling, where you got introduced to art and culture, and then the second part is when you are at uh, TUT and you are introduced to art formally, mm-hmm. and uh, this part that you've just spoken about now is in the professional world, yeah. where you started yeah. off in administration, yes. and then you went into uh, working as an apprentice uh, in, a, in a sculpture workshop space mm-hmm. and now you're moving into your professional uh, yes as, as somebody who has his own studio and somebody who's producing his own work mm-hmm. um, these periods when you look at them in terms of um, uh, you know accumulating to something you know, in all of them what would you say you benefited the most in being ready to be on your own?
1: What did I benefit the most? Yeah.
0: Which of these periods would you say really shaped your preparedness to, to go at it alone?
1: I think the pressure at the foundry. I think also being responsible for such big names that if you mess up you do realize that you're messing up a in cholesterol, You're mm. messing up in Nandi Pantam. Yes. You're dealing
0: with with, with with prominent names. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Within uh, our
1: our country's uh, visual art history. Exactly. Mm. And I think I think the the Bronze Foundry prepared me for, for this world more than anywhere, you know. I've 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 worked under pressure. I remember you know, part of those varsity days when I was working those endless sleepless nights. Yes. It was it was one thing that instilled me to be to not complain about the foundry. Because I think as any other guy you, you want
0: You would it. have complained. Yeah. Because you you want to take a nap. Yeah, yeah. You you wanna be you, there. You want to eat.
1: So I think that the brother the <laughs> You want you want a break. <laughs> you want a break. You just want a break. <laughs> So, yeah, I think the bronze foundry did. Uh, the, there was a lot of physical labor, and the guys that work, you know, they work hard. So now you're like, this thing is out there, it exists, you know, there's people doing it, they're living it, they they work like this, you know. Yes. So, and this is what it takes actually for these guys to to make it up there, you know. Mm. So I think those years, in the, they, they taught me a lot about sculpture, the technicality of it especially, and I think, Sometimes people can sculpt, but they don't know how to take it further because yes. the technical side also Matters how to treat a moment. You know, you can't just make a clay sculpture and Take it out there. So how do you Solidify that thing? Yeah, those processes and the context as well and Looking at how they engage with certain things. It just gave me, I mean, it gave me comfort or confidence mm-hmm. to now set it up, even on a mini-scale, on a small scale. And mm-hmm. I already knew that if I have a grinder and a driller and a welding machine, I can start. I can, start. Yes. I, I can take it this far. And if I have this and this and this, then I can move to the next. Mm-hmm. So, I I think being in, in that space, and especially being in these other artist studios and seeing how they tackle things, you, you take a bit there, you take a bit there, and then, and then you put it to suit your landscape I mean, to to suit your your space mm-hmm. so, and yeah i think i would give it to 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 the bronze foundry <laughs> well i'm
0: glad that at least the you know uh, the hard working you know that took place during um your final years at tut yes. um with you know doing the the prints working late at night that emotion. uh, the <laughs> <Yeah>. emotional <laughs> yeah, roller coaster yeah. you know um, made you stronger to be able to survive working at the foundry yeah and uh, you know in 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 the next part of our conversation we will we will look into now the running of the studio
1: yeah.
0: up to where we are at the moment
1: yeah, yeah.
0: you know we started off talking about Minzu uh, the exhibition and I think that for this part of our conversation uh, we, we have had a great journey of tracing your origins, your training, um, your, your experience in the real world, uh, starting off as an, as, as an administrator, and then as a practicing artist, working at the foundry, uh, you know, as an, as an apprentice, and then going at it alone. Mm. And it is my wish that in the second episode of our conversation, we pick it up, we pick up the conversation from when now you start to establish your studio. You know, and the challenges that came you know, out of that experience. Mm. And then it will, it will really bring the conversation to Minzu, the island. Yeah. Uh, even though at that time, obviously, you know, the exhibition will be an archival memory, uh, but we will reenact it so that we understand how we arrive at its moment. Uh, Mr. Llamfu, uh, I want to thank you for making the time to come and, and talk to me about your life and your uh, artistic journey yeah. and experience uh, it's been very lively and uh, beneficial to me yeah. you know and i hope when the people get to hear the post the the podcast you know that they get to understand that it is your resilience yeah. you know against the hardships that life throws at us that you were able to make it this far that's true
1: yeah and yeah i think yeah. Like I said, this is this is quite important. Thank you. Thank you for this and it is a pleasure. And yeah, it, it, you know, it's it's quite important to have such and yeah, I think the time was not wasted at all.
0: Thank you, Mr. Riklamfu, for being part of the Intraparadox series. Uh, until our next conversation. Thank you. you. <laughs> I was having um, a talk, a conversation with, with Mr Nkansani Clamfu against the backdrop of his exhibition Minzo, uh, but what we did in this first episode was to trace his origins up to the point where uh, he started to have his own studio. Thanks for being part of the Intra Paradox. Thank,
1: Thank you. Can
0: some